Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. The first time I took photos of Karis for women of my generation was in February 2019. It was a pretty shy and insecure woman I had in front of me. Rather than having a full-blown underwear sheet, she chose to keep her top on that time. Two days ago, I went to her flat in London to record today's episode, and we decided to have a second sheet. It was a completely different woman who sat on the bed. It was pure joy to see her confident smile and hear that she felt comfortable enough to be in her underwear this time. You're about to listen to Karis describing her journey towards self-acceptance and how improving her body image has affected her life quality. We also discuss online fat phobia, people's obsession of the word health and reclaiming fat as a neutral description. Karis also gives her best tips on colourful brands who are size inclusive. In order to challenge the toxic diet culture we live in, we have to raise awareness of how weight obsession affects individuals, and I'm happy that women like Karis have the energy to do so. The music you're about to hear is by the wonderful Tilda Alley. My name is Fanny Beckman, and this is Women of My Generation. Karis. Hi. How are you today? <laughs> good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, I'm really good as well. I mean, um, we're just saying that. We haven't seen each other in ages. That it has been two or more years yeah, since we were in Brighton. Back in Brighton, yeah, because that's where we know each other. We used to work together. Um, but yeah, it's super nice to see you again and be here in London and see your area, which is lovely. And everyone can probably hear the birds in the background as well. So yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you about everything today. Yeah, looking forward to sharing as mm. well. So two years ago, pretty much the last time we saw each other, we did our first shoot for Women of My Generation. And since then, I've been following you on Instagram and I've seen you develop. Um, you seem to be very confident now. So a lot has changed since then. Um, so I just want to talk to you about that and hear how you feel yourself. How has your relationship with your body changed since the last yeah. couple of years yeah it's changed a lot I remember being very very nervous about you coming to take photos and it was the first time I had ever done anything like that 
I think my whole I've always shared lots on Instagram, but my whole feed was just face pictures. I struggle to go back and find anything that includes my body, even in my own personal albums and things. There's never any full-length pictures because I didn't want to see it. I didn't like it. Um, whereas now I'm very comfortable seeing a picture of me because that's just me and that's what I look like. Even though I'm a fair bit bigger than I was then, it doesn't seem to bother me. Um, that change has all happened in the last in the last year or less. Um, I think starting when I just I'd taken a photo at a house of myself that I quite liked, um, and I just had a, a bit of a a day of really thinking about things, and uh, I, I can't remember what I'd read or seen, but I'd read or seen something that had started me thinking about my my body and how I felt in it, and I just decided I'd had enough of feeling like there were things I couldn't do or couldn't be or couldn't look at or wear because of what I looked like. And I just shared this first full-length picture, which is me in a t-shirt and pants, and said, this is this is me and I shouldn't be ashamed to share it. And it's mm. the first photo I shared. And I added so many sort of disclaimers and like, you know, I, I, I'm not showing off, this isn't for this, this is just for me to, you know, it's a personal thing. If you don't like it, you don't have to look at it. Um, you know, this isn't me showboating. Um, and there was a comment from Sophia, who you know. Yeah, um, yeah. she's just, actually been on this podcast as well. Yeah, yeah. she's incredible. <laughs> she's brilliant. And she just replied saying, there's nothing wrong with showboating. Like, mm. I'm a self-confessed showboater. And mm. I, I love it. And I sort of thought, actually, I'm still looking at this from from the wrong perspective. Mm. I'm still trying to be a quote-unquote good fat person mm-hmm. and say, this is me, but you don't have to like it. And I'm, you know, I'm going to try and lose weight and I'm changing things. And actually, I don't have to do that. I can mm. just say, I look good here. Mm. I, I like how I look. You can enjoy it too. It yeah. doesn't... Mm. That one comment, I think, started a lot of this change. Mm. Um, That's incredible. It's a good reminder that just like um, one comment can change a lot obviously both positive and, and negative and I want to talk to you a bit about that as well because recently you shared on your Instagram story um, about like fat phobic comments that you had and it was actually fake accounts that wrote this to you so for anyone who hasn't seen this could you just explain what happened and how you reacted when you saw this yeah so since I've been sharing more I get comments um, and sort of message requests from people telling me to lose weight or that I'm unhealthy or you know just saying unkind and unnecessary things um, I just block them don't look at it don't engage with it but this one uh, particular day I just noticed a comment from an account saying you look so much like this lady um, but you're you're not as big as she is and I sort of thought it's a bit of a strange thing yeah, to say yeah. uh, and then they'd replied saying oh, I guess I can kind of see it um, but I don't know and the other account had replied going yeah, you're you know you're you're far more beautiful than this lady you look lots better than her I know we've talked about your weight but you know at least you don't look this bad mm-hmm. I sort of thought <laughs> whatever issues anybody has with themselves like that's that's them to deal with I'm not too worried about it but it's a bit of a rude and strange thing yeah very to, rude. to mm. comment 
Um, so I clicked on one of the accounts and it, it barely any followers, not really following anybody, it had no posts, so I thought it's strange, it looks like a fake account or a private account. And then I clicked the other accounts, which was the person who was being told that they were slimmer than me and prettier than me. And it was an entire account of photos that had been stolen from somebody that had been on one of those, like, My £600 Life programmes. All of the pictures were of them with loads of fast food. Mm -hmm. um, And all of the accounts that they were following were fast food joints. Mm -hmm. So it's like somebody had tried to set up a classic fat person Mm -hmm. account. Mm. And then we're using that to try and make people feel bad about themselves by saying, you know, they, they've created something that is an issue in its own that they've decided that this is what something that someone that people wouldn't want to be like. Mm. And they've taken somebody's photos without their consent yeah. to set them up as something that people wouldn't want to be compared to, yeah. which is full of issues because that's rude, unpleasant and not necessary. She's lovely, this, yeah, yeah, this lady definitely. that's... Yeah. But it was obvious what they were trying mm. to do mm. with it is, you know, they'd say this and then somebody would go and they'd see that and they'd go, oh my God, somebody thinks I'm like this. I don't want to be like that. And I think it just shocked me that someone would go to that much effort to yeah. try and make a stranger Put feel so bad about themselves. so much time into that. It's insane. Yeah, it really is. Um, Somebody dropping the odd comment here and there on something they don't like, don't agree with, that they wrongly think they're helping by saying, I care about your health or something like that, that's one thing. But to put that much time into doing something purely malicious, designed mm. to make somebody feel bad, that, mm. that's why I engaged with it. I didn't reply to them, I blocked them. Mm-hmm. But I shared it just because, sort of like, so this is... This is what I get. I don't get to just be neutral. So yeah. I don't... I'm not super into body positivity myself because I don't feel like I should have to be. I should, shouldn't have to love myself to be respected. True, very true. I should be able to just... So I don't, I don't love myself every day. I don't look at myself and think I'm amazing. I don't look at myself and think anything anymore. Mm. And I, I think that's the goal, just like being able to exist in your body and enjoy life, other yeah. things in life, and not just your appearance. Yes. Mm. I'm there personally, but I just wish other people could be there yeah. as well and look at me without thinking anything mm. other than I like her dress or I wouldn't mm. wear those shoes. Yeah. And... yeah, when I saw your story, um, when you wrote about this, I was just horrified. Just like we said now, the amount of time and energy that people put into this, like, it's, yeah, it's wrong on so many levels. But did you get, like, comments from other people who've seen the story? How did people react when you posted this? Yeah, I got quite a few messages of support of people saying, like, ignore them, you know, you don't need to, to worry about that, you know, you're beautiful, you're lovely, which was really, really kind. Um it's not necessarily what I needed because I didn't it didn't upset me in that way it didn't make me question myself it just made me frustrated Mm. that somebody would do that um and I got a lot of messages from people saying like wow that's 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 an extreme extent to go to and I think it does I think people that exist in more socially acceptable bodies don't necessarily realize the extent sometimes of what 
the, the effort people go to to yeah, make yeah, someone yeah. feel bad. But um, were you surprised by this? Uh, like, is this extreme to you or not? It's a, a good question, actually, because it... Yes and no. Because mm-hmm. it was a shock to see that somebody had gone that far, but I wasn't surprised. Okay. Like, it, people are unpleasant. And I get so many of the other messages, like other fatphobic comments and mm-hmm. people saying horrible things designed to make me feel bad. I think I was surprised that somebody had gone that far. To create an account for it. Yeah. yeah. But once I'd sort of looked at it and settled in it, it there was a sort somewhat a sense of like, yeah, I guess that makes sense <laughs> if mm. someone's that bored that they'd, they'd do that. Because there's always someone who's going to put a lot of effort into something unpleasant that doesn't need, need yeah. to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we focus a lot on like fat phobic comments online, but do you experience that in your everyday life, like just going down the street or something like that? Was it always online? Um, I think people are a lot bolder online, aren't they? They've got the confidence of being yeah. behind the screen and they can be totally anonymous. I think I've probably been quite lucky that I haven't had things shouted at me or said. I get looked at sometimes, but it's up to me to decide why they're looking at me I suppose and mm-hmm. I can be offended by it and assume they're thinking something horrible or I can assume they're thinking mm. something nice so. it's, yeah it's just you saying that you're lucky says a lot about the society we live yeah. in that you shouldn't have to be lucky to not no. have like experienced that kind of comments from strangers and yeah or anyone really but you also mentioned that a lot of people um kind of hide their fat phobia behind saying like oh I care about your health yeah and that's you know such a big issue um you know the accounts I follow on Instagram for example I've raised this quite a lot like for a skinny person they can eat lots of fast food for example and no one is judging them or care about their health yeah but you know, um, a lot of fat people are very aware of what they eat in front of other people, for example. Yeah. So when someone writes to you that they care about your health, how do you tackle that? Do you respond or do you just ignore? I don't engage personally with anybody that says anything like that to me at all. I will just block it um, and delete any messages because I've chosen not to engage with that for my own well-being. I don't have the strength to do it because mm. somebody will say one thing but actually if you start talking to them they'll double down and you know I don't know if they don't expect to be challenged but it seems to rile people up and they then become really nasty and really personal so for my own well-being I don't engage I will sometimes I have sometimes sort of said something more publicly as like mm-hmm. a general message to everybody or I'll have uh, you know like in the description of photos I might say something that addresses things that people say to me it's just there's so many issues with the messages that talk about health and the first of course is that you you've got no idea how healthy someone is and actually since I've felt more comfortable in my skin I'm a lot healthier than I have been because I no longer feel like I have to hide exercise I can do that because I, you know, because I'm enjoying moving, not mm. as punishment for myself, mm. and I can eat better because I can see food as something that I can enjoy rather than something to punish myself with. Uh, so I can okay. enjoy a healthy meal 
for what it is because it tastes nice, not yeah. because I feel like I should be eating it. Mm-hmm. So actually, my health and well-being is has improved yeah. um, for and embracing myself. Yeah. Your mental health. Yeah. yeah. Mental health is still very much health. Yeah, yeah. Um, not to mention the fact that while I was slimmer and being compl- complimented on having lost weight, I was suffering with an eating disorder, mm. which is also not healthy. No, um, no. It's the opposite. Exactly. Um, but the, the second side of that is nobody owes you health mm. at all. Like, I could decide that, it's, you know, in my life I, I am horrifically unhealthy and that that's that's nobody else's business either and it is a whole other bigger ableist conversation as well because you're saying that chronically ill people are are lesser and unworthy of respect because they're not healthy Mm. if health is your goal it's just there's so much wrong with it and it's such a big conversation but it really is that's such a good point i'm glad you said that as well um but you've said several times that you don't really um, care that much about the negative comments or you're able to brush it off um, how did you get to this point um, I think I think it happens over time and I think the more comfortable you are in yourself the less it's the same with anything if you're super confident in a skill and somebody challenges you on it you, you know that you're good at it mm. so it's not going to bother you as much the more comfortable I've got with myself, the more that when people are saying you shouldn't feel like that, I'm comfortable going, no, I feel feel like this, it's okay, I'm, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> and the second thing was actually that choice not to engage with it has taken away the power mm. from it, mm. realising that I've got a choice whether I read this, whether I see this, has it's made those messages insignificant because I've got control over it. Yeah. So just that... I could say anything to anybody that's getting these messages is I don't tend to share them because when I see other people share those kinds of messages whilst it's good for people to see that we get that kind of thing actually I sometimes see it and I feel upset because it's mm. like someone's saying that to you they think that about me too yeah and by taking all the power out of those words and not giving people a platform to share that message mm. there's mm. just there's nothing left in it to, mm. to affect you yeah again like that's such a good point like you don't know how you will affect other people um either if you talk about your own body in a negative way or sharing stuff that other people have said about you um and but i think you're doing that really well like balancing that that you are raising awareness which is hugely important um to you know to be able to question the diet culture we're living that we have to know that it exists and what it looks like so I think it's a great way that you post it on your story or on the photo. Um, so again, yeah, you're doing really well in balancing that. Thank you. Um, but again, that's also linked to the diet culture we live in, how we talk about ourselves and other people. And um, I know, like, for example, when Trump was elected or after that, like people, rather than questioning his opinions or what he stood for, people just called him fat and ugly um and it's just again reminds us what we think is important in today's society and how we talk about that um and also the fact that a lot of people say that they feel fat um when they are struggling with their mental health in general yeah um so how do you when you hear comments like that how how does that make you feel and do you ever you know um talk to these people how these kind of conversations yeah affect you i don't i doesn't make me feel good Mm. when i see something like that i don't think it would make anybody 
feel good to have something about them sort of shared as a negative trait mm. and I think that's the thing if you're taking someone like Trump and what you're choosing to say about him is that he's fat in some senses you're saying this is the worst thing about this man because mm. I'm trying to insult him so you're indirectly saying that you know my my body is is so bad that it's worse than racism and yeah. it's worse than you know mm. all of these horrible other things that Trump's done so it's 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 lazy insulting it's thoughtless insulting um but i i i don't know if i'm being too lenient to say i understand where it comes from because we're in a society where that is that's what's been acceptable for such a long time it's like picking fun at somebody's appearance is is an easy way to you know make them feel bad about Mm. themselves and to have a laugh at them and, and being fat is something that's seen as negative and funny and something that you can make a joke about um so i i i know that i've got some friends and things that make these kinds of comments and jokes and they'll sort of sit and say oh i feel so fat and i i don't get immediately offended by it because i know that it's not coming from a malicious place and that they don't mean it to be an attack on me but that doesn't mean that it it isn't still kind of an, an attack on me so rather than getting really annoyed about it, I I tend to prefer to have these kinds of conversations in person with people that I care about because they're the only people whose opinions I really value. Mm. So I will I I will have that conversation with with somebody in person if they sit and say, Oh, I feel fat mm. and I won't go, Oh, you shouldn't say that by the way. I'll open it as a I don't want to make somebody else feel bad either for something mm. they didn't mean to say, because that's never you're never gonna educate somebody and get someone on your side if you start by attacking. Okay. So I would prefer to sort of say, ah, it's interesting that you say that. Of you, you know, because that's sort of when you say that, it could be perceived as, mm-hmm. you know, you're saying that you feel fat and that's a negative thing, and therefore when I'm sat here as a fat person, yeah. it feels, you know, like you feel like my body's a negative thing. Mm. Just as a, you know, I know you didn't mean it like that, but mm. I just, you know, it's a something worth thinking about for for next time yeah and what would they say back to you then um not much (laughs) normally it tends to be kind of like a ah yeah no I I see what you mean because I think if someone raised that kind of thing with me I'd feel embarrassed yeah because I care yeah exactly that's the first thing that came up to me as well like that would be really embarrassing yeah you know having offended someone and not even thinking about it is yeah but have you then re- seen that they've changed their behaviour and, you know, haven't said that again? Yeah, they don't yeah. repeat it, um, which is good. Um, yeah. I, I, so I wouldn't want to drill in it as a big point because I know that it's going to be embarrassing and uncomfortable and a lot of these difficult conversations are. Mm. So I think it's good to just sort of plant a seed and then let somebody have a think about it. Mm. Sometimes indirectly as well, like they'll say something like that and I won't address it at the time. But I'll bring up in conversation later, oh yeah, I really hate it when people say stuff like, oh, I feel fat. Oh, that's and then clever. They just think, oh, hopefully they think, oh yeah, I do that sometimes, mm. or oh, I did that earlier. And I'm not putting them on the spot in the same way. Mm. But it just, I think you can do that with a lot of things as well. Yeah. Like, you know, older parents that might say something slightly xenophobic or racist. Yeah. You can, if you're not comfortable challenging that head on, mm. you can say it 
in another context yeah. and hopefully it just sort of starts to make people think and yeah there's a key word there hopefully because yeah <laughs> you want that to happen but then you also realize that people sometimes you actually have to be really clear yeah. with people but I suppose especially if it's close friends of yours you know how yeah. different people think in a way so maybe um, that would work with some people yeah. just like saying it in more of the general terms but then other people you have to be more direct and I think mm-hmm. like you, you have you know um, it's completely valid for you to get angry from time to time you're such a nice person and you don't want to offend anyone but you, you ha- you're entitled to get angry yeah. or, and upset if you get to comments like this for sure um, yeah. yeah definitely I also want to talk a bit about like the word fat in general because um, again you mentioned Sophia who's been on the, this podcast and we talked about this as well like using the word fat to describe your own body and kind of reclaiming that word because it still has a negative connotation um, not among everyone yeah. but in, sub, um, in some groups and you know quite commonly um, so but you I've noticed earlier that you describe your body as fat as well um, how has that been for you does that like come natural to you or is it a word that you struggled to use um, it doesn't no it doesn't come it didn't come naturally it does now because I am I am fat that's mm. what it is mm. um, and there's a brilliant bit of Miriam Margulies talking about that I think on this morning um, which is a yeah a great cl- clip because Holly and Phil are like, really uncomfortable while she's calling herself fat and mm-hmm. she's like no you shouldn't be yeah. <laughs> I am that's, mm. that's all it is mm. I feel like it's something I went on a journey with, like when I started to like myself, I was trying to put myself in that boat of being, again, quote unquote, the good fat person and sort of saying, I'm not fat, I just have fat, or I'm not fat, I'm curvy, Mm -hmm. you know, all of this and trying to make myself, uh, you know, different and you sort of, you then progress past that to a point of going, well, no, I am fat, what's wrong with that? Mm. It's not a a negative word. And a lot of that's come from people like Sophia as well, who Mm. I've seen doing that and Mm. being confident in it and comfortable with it. If you take a word that somebody would use negatively to describe you and you apply it to yourself and you get comfortable with it, it can't be used against you anymore. Mm. Because if I'm happy to call myself fat, if someone else calls me fat, that's not going to upset me because it's not a word I'm scared of. Mm. It's just what my body yeah. <laughs> is and what I am. Mm. So it's, yeah, I think it's it just takes the fire out of something for... It's just a word. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. That's super powerful. But when you use that word yourself, how does other people react? they get uncomfortable and that's what's interesting is mm-hmm. that you know I can sit there and call myself fat and people's instinct is to go oh no you're not oh no you're beautiful I was like oh we can be both yeah 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 it's to say that's not somewhere I am with myself like I don't feel beautiful but I don't not feel beautiful because I'm fat that's mm. got nothing to do with it it's mm. like a it's what we were talking about earlier with body neutrality is that I deserve to not like myself without that impacting the world negatively or you know other people's view of me sorry negatively um but yeah no it makes makes people uncomfortable but with anything the more you do something the more the people around you get used to it and yeah and that's so you're kind of challenging their perception of the word as well which is really incredible and is that's kind of how we can change norms as well yeah. you 
I mean, it's great to do massive grassroots movement kind of uh, organizing and stuff, but also just like how we talk to people around us has yeah. a huge impact on them as well. Again, going to back to what we said in the beginning, like small comments can really affect uh, yeah. people and you might not always realize that. Um, but I also want to talk to you a bit about like, having gained this uh, confidence and this better self-esteem, how has that changed the way you, you live in a way? Because I know myself, if, I'm, if I feel more comfortable in my own body, I can start to enjoy other things in life. And I wonder if that's been the same for you. Definitely, mm. yeah, definitely. It's different, very different, and it's impacted a lot. Um, I think I always felt like I should hide away and not take up space whether that was physically like in a in a room I'll stand in the corner I'll get out mm. of the way I'll not ask for what I need I'll be uncomfortable just to appease other people and dress in dark clothes and mm. you know not expose parts of myself as not to offend people yeah. oh um, well, this is super interesting like for anyone who don't know you like you're such a colourful person she's just you saying yeah. like wearing black clothes I'm like yeah. what that's not the character I know <laughs> so it, it would be carefully chosen things that were supposed to be flattering or mm. would hide bits and things um and then I bought a jumper and I I avoided spending money on clothes I'm now quite into sustainability and avoiding fast fashion and things but I exclusively shopped fast fashion partly because that's all I could buy and partly because I didn't want to spend any money on myself because okay. a it wasn't worth it and b I'd be different soon, you know, mm. I, I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to change, there's no point right. investing any money now because I'm not going to need those clothes soon. And then I realised I was putting my life on hold and I was waiting for this one day when I'm going to be different and I'll be able to go and do that thing then because I'll be slimmer and I can go and eat at this restaurant then because I'll be slimmer and people won't be judging me and I can go on this holiday and I can do this thing then because I'll be slimmer and it will mm. be okay. Mm. I sort of realised, well, I haven't. I've done nothing but gain weight for the last 10 years. That might continue to happen. Yeah. It might not. I don't I don't really care either way anymore. Mm. But why wait mm. when I could just enjoy things now? Yeah. So I found this jumper with bright coloured tassels. Mm -hmm. And it was £70. It was the most I'd ever spent on an item of clothing. And I was so nervous about it because I thought, I don't deserve it. It won't mm. fit. You mm. know, all of this. And I put it on and I felt amazing and I was just dancing around in the garden with Dan taking pictures of me having Aww. these sort of rainbow tassels and things and I was like actually this feels good yeah yeah why have I not mm. done this before mm. so it's uh yeah I, f I forget where we started with that question but it's no, just talking about like how uh gaining more com comfortable in your own body has affected the way you live as mm. well and that's kind of uh, looking at your social media again that's like your interest in fashion and clothes is quite a big part of you now yeah so it's um yeah it's incredible that you've actually managed to make that yeah. journey and just look at you now and you said that you found it um difficult to buy clothes from like maybe smaller brands or sustainable brands so if anyone listens now who still struggles with that what what brands would you advise them to to look into I found my place actually through Instagram, finding really, really small businesses. Mm -hmm. It's like that position between your huge Boohoo and ASOS and then the sort of mid-brands mid that don't do larger sizes and are more sustainable. Mm -hmm. And then on the far other far end of that, you've got 
individual independent makers Mm -hmm. who, because it's just them, they can do a one-off custom piece in your size. Uh, This jumper that I bought is from a small brand called Aesthetic Laundry, who I'm obsessed with. I think most of my Instagram feed is just exclusively their clothes. Um, (laughs) But they didn't do my size when I first contacted them, Mm -hmm. Um, but they were super willing to custom make it, so I sent my measurements, and they Mm -hmm. do now do my size, and they've expanded their size range, (laughs) because people showed that there was demand for it, Mm. like saying, I want things in you know, I want your clothes, I want yeah, to wear them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then there's loads of people making dresses and things in any size. I hate, like, my, my poor purse on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, Tallulah's Threads, I think, does most sizes. Mm, um, I that. There's a lovely lady called Hiccups and Juice who does, again, custom sizing for mm. everything. Um, a girl called Abby who's got a business called Red Rags who started I think with cloth sanitary pads okay um, but also makes underwear which is say what I've got on and pretty much exclusively what I wear yeah. is now is her stuff and that is made in literally any size like oh. you can just send your measurements no matter what size yeah. and she'll make it for you um that sounds amazing and the fact that you've kind of affected those brands as well just by asking for your size and then so, other yeah. people see that and wants it too because there is a huge demand for it, and I've never really understood companies who say they can't do bigger sizes. Yeah. I don't understand that. Um, but the last thing that I want to talk about is kind of like women of my generation is all about like obviously body image and sharing your stories, but also how we can help other people and more so like the younger generations from struggling with yeah. uh, you know negative body image. So, what would be your tips on how to? On the super practical side of things, I think one thing I've learned is that you can't choose the world, but you can choose your world. Mm-hmm. So blocking those accounts that send you mean messages, cut out those people that don't bring joy to your life and that are toxic and aren't there for you and don't have your best interests at heart. Keep the people around you, the people that you care about and love and are comfortable with because mm. life's too short to, yeah. to do anything else and you deserve mm. to have people around you that want the best for you. Definitely. Um, and the other super practical thing is just the more you do something, the more natural it becomes. Mm. The more I shared pictures of myself from angles I haven't seen before with my arms out, with my tummy out, the more I see those pictures, the more it just becomes my body and what my body looks like and the Mm. more normal I feel. Mm. So less trying to hide and edit and crop and things, just post it as it is. Terrifying first few times you do it. You think, oh my God, everybody's going to be judging me. Everybody's going to be thinking this and that. But I don't run the Instagram account to show other people anything that's a fantastic side effect of it Mm. I do it to show me Mm -hmm. what I look like and show pictures of me smiling Mm. looking like I look Mm. Mm. and even if you're not comfortable doing that if you've got someone that can take pictures of you and you can just get used to seeing them instead of I used to get caught by accident like in the back of a photo and I'd look and I'd go oh my god I look awful is that Mm. what I look like Mm. Because I wasn't used to seeing it, because mm. I was hiding from it. But the more I look at pictures of me and just see me, the more I just become normal and neutral. Yeah. And it's just me and what I look at look like. So. That's so good. 
And also, like, the first point that you made that uh, cutting people out of your life, I, on my way here, actually, I listened to a podcast about, like, cancel culture and how, um, how toxic that kind of word has become. You know, in a lot of, lot of the times, actually just, um, you know, make people accountable for their behaviour yeah. and questioning, um, you know, conversations that really shouldn't be, yeah. you know, had. Um, so, but also, I, I also recognise that it can be difficult if it's family members. Yeah. Have you had any negative experience with that? Like cutting, not just family members, but other friends and stuff. How has that been for you? Yeah. Um, family is the hardest one, right? Because mm. you can choose your friends, but you yeah. can't choose your family. Mm. And I think the last people, you know, when I say cut people out, I don't mean like one comment, that's it, you're gone, and never no, going to talk yeah. to you again. But if you see a consistent pattern of behaviour and you're not comfortable around someone, mm. I think the only people that are still left in my life that I feel uncomfortable around... Um, because of my body are family members Okay. Um, and I don't have an answer to that yet to be honest I don't know what to do they're mm. not people that I feel comfortable having that conversation with mm. because I know enough about them to know that they're not going to take it on they're okay. not going to listen mm. so at the moment um, if we're going to see them I just feel anxious in the lead up I feel anxious afterwards I mm. overanalyse things that they've said and mm. comments that they've made but it's all still a journey. I've still only felt like this about myself for about a year. It's still early days and I'm hoping mm. that one day I'll either be in a position where I can have more open conversations. I've mm. started to drip feed little bits okay. into conversations mm. and talk about how I feel about myself and mm. share photos and things I've done, some yeah. like modelling bits and mm. have them say I'm not ashamed of me mm. so they don't have to be either. Exactly. Mm. Um, but it... It's it's hard with mm. family because mm. you don't always have as much choice. Exactly. For you, you, the fact that you said that you started doing it, it's incredible. And like I said before, you have every right to get angry or be upset. Um, but also, I, it's very important to maybe choose your battle for your sake to yeah. save your energy. Because um, if you feel anxious about it, you know, you have to question whether it's worth it or not. Uh, but it seems like you are already, you know, thinking about it and slowly changing other people's minds. And, you know, being here on this podcast, I think a lot of people will be able to relate to what you're saying, but also people in, you know, smaller bodies will, you know, you've opened people's eyes, you opened my eyes to stuff like, um, like this, what you experience. So thank you so much for being so honest. Yeah, thank you for, for listening. Yeah, of course, anytime. Thank you so much. <laughs>
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.